wish we were having Christmas in July. No winter anymore. Warm breezes by the shore. Long days beneath the summery sky. Hey everybody, Merry Christmas. Welcome to Christmas in July, Bamcast Extra, episode 41. Now we have a bonus podcast. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And we are in week three of Christmas in July. We are uh, watching all the favorites, all, all the, the biggest hits of Christmas time, uh, except that one. But so this week we're going to watch, or we already watched. Yeah, we we're did. Gonna, we're going to talk about we are. two of the things we watched. We watched 1988's Ernest Saves Christmas mm-hmm. and 2008's Five Christmases. Nope. There are only four Christmases. <laughs> right. Five Christmases from 2008. No. Four. Four Christmases. I don't know. But we'll I don't argue, know what you're saying. We'll argue that in a minute. Okay. Uh, there's no argument about Ernest Saves Christmas, though. Uh, no, he does not. It's, he, he saves it. He does. <laughs> <laughs> no, Title is accurate. Know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So uh, the delightful follow-up to Ernest Goes to Camp mm-hmm. is here, finally. Sure. And um, <laughs> sure is. Yeah, it uh, it has nothing to do with Ernest uh, goes to camp. It just pretends like that movie never happened. It didn't because Ernest is a cab driver in Orlando. That's correct. And it's it's Christmas, mm-hmm. but it's Orlando, so who cares, right? Like and, a Shane Black Hollywood Christmas. Uh, yeah, kind of like that, except it's Orlando, which is just kind of nondescript and shitty. <laughs> but. Okay, I think I feel about Ernest in this movie the way that you felt about Ernest in Ernest Goes to Camp. Oh, is that, is that, is that a fact? Yes. Did you flip your Ernest script? Yeah, because Ernest in, in Ernest Goes to Camp, like I said, had moments of subtle subtlety. Okay. There were moment, there were little acting moments of subtlety. Plus, he sang the song, which we both enjoyed. Sure. Yes. <laughs> uh, in this film, he's, he's the worst part of this movie. A little bit, yeah. I will. All right. I, I will say my earnest defense, and then I will let you continue bashing forever. <laughs> no, no, no. Because no, I'm no fan. Okay. I'm no fan of Ernest. Right, that's fine. However, I'd forgotten that there were more characters that he did than just Ernest. Yeah. And I don't think he really did any in the other movie. No, he did. Which, not. yeah, they're like. It seems like he did this to himself. Like, yeah. I will be Ernest P. Worrell forever. Mm-hmm. However, here's some other characters that I've also kind of done and or knew or whatever. You know, so... Branching out. I I enjoyed that aspect. I mean, when he wasn't being Ernest, like all his other characters, albeit over the top, were fun to me. Because it was different. <laughs> and it was like, wow, you're not Ernest. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Sure. Please continue. Um. But I will, like, okay, so in addition to, okay, you've got Ernest, mm-hmm. and you've got Jim Varney's cavalcade of characters, but I will say this about this movie, is that oftentimes Ernest and or an Ernest offshoot character is not in this movie. Like, there will just be long extended scenes of the supporting characters, mm-hmm. which I found refreshing sure. and a nice break from the constant screaming <laughs> that seems to be happening. Yeah. But... Well, so like, like the two older guys are good actors, like good yes character people. Yes, right because you got you got a, uh, Douglas Seal playing Santa, mm-hmm. like actual Santa. Yes, who basically is flying into Orlando of all places because <laughs> he's trying to hire a replacement. That right. Santa is a mantle that is passed on every 
longer than a person would actually be alive. Like he's 150, I think they say, or something like that. Yeah. And probably got it when he was around 50, 60, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now he is here to pass the mantle on to a children's show, local TV children's show host who has recently, like his show's been canceled. Yes. And he's like a Mr. Rogers guy had been doing it for like 30 years. And the network was just like, nah, not anymore. Yep. And beloved, but, you know, rug pulled out from underneath him. And this guy's like, he's my new Santa. Mm-hmm. And that's ostensibly the plot. Right. Uh, but that guy is being lured into doing this horror movie, mm-hmm. which he doesn't want any part of. But he also wants to work. It's Santa's sleigh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Christmas sleigh. Oh, Christmas sleigh. Yeah. Sorry. That's right. Santa's sleigh was Bill Goldberg. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So there's there's that going on to which they've they've got to persuade guy not to do horror movie and mm-hmm. actually be Santa because of course who's going to believe this guy right saying he's Santa which there's lots of you know him just gleefully going around town telling people he's Santa Claus and people going yeah whatever crazy old man sure um, I I think the customs guy is probably my favorite running joke throughout this of just. Back when customs was sort of an innocent thing where <laughs> you mm-hmm. could just wave through anybody you want. Right. Um, I don't know, where was he coming from that he was going through customs? Uh, Toronto. Oh, oh, sure. <laughs> okay. Because he was on the plane with somebody from Toronto. And, That's and right. They, and they, he kind of just kept saying like, yeah, I travel a lot around this time of year. And the guy's just like, yeah, me too. Business travels. Man, like, Santa dropped so many hints to that dude that he's Santa. And the other guy's just like, yeah, well, business, business, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Ah, supply and demand problems. Ah, okay. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> yeah, but so, okay, so Ernest is a shitty cab driver, mm-hmm. and by that, I mean both it's a shitty cab and he's a shitty driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, strangely, inappropriately, he's in cab 69, which mm-hmm. is is very prominent on the screen, and I'm just like, guys, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Here's a little something for those of you in the know. <laughs> Finger guns. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know if you're supposed to say finger guns. Or I, just I do think it. I think on the podcast you have to say oh, finger okay. guns. <laughs> Otherwise, I mean, I did go. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw you yeah. do it, but we're not live streaming this right. one. Um, you don't say stage freeze; you just do it. <laughs> yes. So he's a he's a terrible cab driver, and it's it's the thing that you were commenting commenting on in Ernest goes to camp that mm-hmm. was driving you crazy, which is like he he thinks he's right and doing things that are right, but he's being a shit about them, right? The problem is that he is not, in fact, earnest. Yes. Yeah. He's he's boastful and, and right. prideful and is... If he would just, you know, be himself and go like, well, shucks, I suck. Yeah. He'd be earnest and it yeah, would be it, important. Yes. <laughs> but, man, he is just like murdering people trying to get somebody to the airport and in the worst possible way. And that person is miserable and everyone around the situation is, is miserable. So it's like, okay, they're, they're just going top tier earnest here and it's right. just like it's a lot of that mm-hmm. um along the way there's a there's a runaway girl that joins up with the motley crew of characters that start assembling and i can't imagine why she was cast in this movie why was she cast in this movie oh because her name's noel <laughs> and she was born on december 25th oh well <laughs> thus probably giving earning her that name i think it was just kismet given to her yeah <laughs> bestowed upon Well, they her. probably were just like headshots here like you're perfect no yeah. need to audition yeah also mark snow did the music uh of the x-files fame but mm. you know snow right sure <laughs> they were probably doing a lot of casting and hiring <laughs> based on names <laughs> yes your last name's kringle mm-hmm. hired yeah i don't know this <laughs> bill krampus come on in <laughs> So there's like this this 14, 15 year old girl throughout this whole movie who is a runaway who ran away like a month ago mm-hmm. 
and this is just the weirdest like it's fun kind of like maybe i'll go home one day but i don't know where she's living because she looks like she a normal just, mall she kind of crashes with Ernest. it yeah eventually. that's weird too sure yes. um also Ernest has a house that's like redneck peewee's playhouse mm-hmm. which is an odd thing like they're just trying to you know capture that audience i i don't know Suey's Playhouse. Suey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so I mean, you know, we've described all the plot, really. It's, it's yeah, Santa's got to convince this dude to not do horror movies and come be Santa, but and Santa's a, and crazy. And of course, is like, you know, he's talking, well, he goes to the place where this guy is volunteering now because he doesn't have a regular job. Yeah. And basically tells people like, yeah, I'm Santa Claus. And they're like, uh, cool, we'll have some people come take care of you. And it's the police. And so he gets arrested. Yeah. Basically... And like, there's there's always a little something that's fucked up. That's the reason why no one believes Santa. Is Santa, like, mm-hmm. he goes to pay Ernest for the cab ride, and he just pulls out a wad of toy money, and he's just like, "Well, you know, I I must have given all my real money to Billy or whatever." Yeah, they couldn't say it, but basically, like, "Oh, well, we made a monopoly last year, and yeah, I, I must have grabbed the wrong money, and Billy must be real happy." <laughs> yes, but I, which I kind of kept expecting that to come back, like some. Ten year old kid just like rolling by like at a like pimped up like bike or something like that. I I thought there was a kid who showed up who was going to be that kid. I thought the right. the ones in the train station or whatever that the runaway girl yells at. Oh right. I thought that was going to be them, and it turned out it wasn't. I know. But, I'm just saying, like some kid who's just like yeah. flaunting money, like you know. It's it would it, would, it seemed like it was going to be the solution to whatever money problem they were going to have. Is like oh well, Billy, you know. Yeah. Um, but. I, I do like when he tries to pay Ernest this fake money. Ernest holds it up and, and says, hold on. This bill carries the likeness of one Mr. Funtime. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I the way he delivers that line is mm-hmm. is really good. But uh, yeah. So but they, they break him out when, in our first uh, introduction to another character that Ernest does, yeah. where he becomes Esther Clement, <laughs> the governor's assistant, and he brings along uh, whatever her name is. Harmony? Yeah, yeah, Harmony. I don't know, but Harmony she's is her name. weird. Well, no, that's sexy. not her actual real name. No, I know. Like, because she keeps referring to herself as Harmony something or other, and then the Santa's Harmony like, Star. And, and, and he's like, no, your name is Debbie whatever or yeah. something or other. But anyway, Harmony whatever. The girl comes along, and yeah, mm-hmm. she does like weird, like supposed to be like the, the weird sexy schoolgirl yeah. act. It's like, ma'am, please stop. <laughs> yeah, and like he's she's supposed to be the governor's niece who's like learning about searching criminal law. And they basically just like, this guy's crazy and he doesn't belong in here. Look, he's infecting the other people because he's he's convinced all the other like hardcore criminals that he's Santa in there, which is a pretty funny scene because they're doing um, 12 Days of Christmas yeah. and they like he just points out to like random inmate who must be in solitary who's just like, and a, <laughs> like this angelic voice. Just, and a partridge and a that whole thing was a good gag of <laughs> him walking into the, the cell and they're all like, yeah. and then come back to them later and they're all just singing. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. There's good gags in this along but, the way. Yes, they talk him out and basically get Santa free, and there's no repercussions for that. They just he, they bust him they, out of jail. Yes, they have, <laughs> they have stolen a person from jail. Um, along the way, like the would be Santa guy gets uh Joe gets sucked into doing this horror movie because he's got no place else to go basically mm-hmm. by his sleazeball agent dude. Um, okay, so that guy. Okay, <laughs> when when that when the agent guy first shows up and he's like outside the hospital mm-hmm. and he throws his keys at a mailman. Mm-hmm. I, it's my favorite ongoing <laughs> joke in all movies where clueless rich person just throws their keys at someone who is not a valet. 
and asks them to park their car. And he goes, never, he goes, park it in the shade. Yeah, I've never understood this. Why people are just like, keys, blam, and just like, take my car, person who may be wearing a uniform, I don't know. It, it's great. It happens a lot, and it, it just when it happened here, I was just like, what? Yeah. It, it, there are stupid things in this movie that actually made me laugh. Yeah. Anywho, but yes, so they... Uh, I don't know. There's there's more hijinks because he brings out the uh, uh, anti Nelda character that is uh, the old lady character. I don't know if she had a name in like the old things he's done, but like neck brace and mm-hmm. you know, funny. I'll tell you, you know, like he's basically doing that kind of voice, <laughs> right? It's like how oh, I had to walk all the way here from the airport. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's basically like Harvey Firestein mm-hmm. as Harvey Firestein. In there's Harvey also Saves Christmas. a long extended scene of them hassling Vern from the commercials. Mm-hmm. Where it, it it literally turns into one of those commercials because there it's a movie outside of Vern's house, right? And then they go inside and it becomes first person well, and, and it, like the that fisheye lens or yeah garbage and, and stuff it like. is just them destroying Vern's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that goes on for a while. It does. Yeah, <laughs> I it, it was funny like because Santa name drops the Vern character earlier and I was like oh well haha that's fine and then I wasn't expect oh right twenty minutes of Vern's time right. Now. But um, yeah, he I, I don't even remember why he goes in that character, but I get I think he gets the information of like where the studio is yeah. because now Ernest has this like pickup truck that is like I, I don't know if he carries a, a bag of tricks around with him because <laughs> he's resourceful. <laughs> I don't know. He's like Gene Parmesan because like he just has like these disguises and and, and also like random magnetic tiles that he can put on his truck to uh, assume whatever identity because mm-hmm. they go to the movie studio to like break on a lot and he becomes the snake guy the snake guy which, is pretty good which it's <laughs> i will say like it's a pretty funny joke because not many people outside of florida know orlando suburbs but he's actually got a, a popka snake yeah. farm which if you know around <laughs> orlando a popka is just far enough out that it gets country as fuck <laughs> so like it's actually funny that he would have that and yeah. like the snake is the E and the snake is backwards, mm-hmm. you know, like Toys R Us style. And he just shows up and like, I don't know, this character was hilarious to me because yeah. he's like almost Cajun redneck. He just like, nymph snake big. <laughs> yes. Like, you got to watch out for them. They bunch up on you. <laughs> and then they bite. I had a kid. <laughs> I gave my pet. My yeah, son, yeah. I gave my son a snake. <laughs> and he takes his head off. He's like, he burst his stole. <laughs> the guy's just like, fine, come on through. Yeah, like, just go. <laughs> and. Yeah. yeah, I this becomes a dumb gag. This really only just serves to do a sight gag. Like all of this time is like because some some people from the horror movie or whatever they were making yeah. walk by and they're like, "Hey, you're a snake guy right here!" Plump, and they just like throw Here's the bucket of snakes we've got. <laughs> and I don't just, know where we got them. <laughs> and they just throw them in the bed of his pickup truck. Yeah. And I don't know. They they basically try to recruit Santa or Joe again to be Santa. Santa yeah. goes there and like he's still like, "Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. can't do it." Yeah, and, it's and just that, that back and forth for. Oh, and then oh man, I've been <laughs> I've been avoiding this, but like, uh-huh. side to Santa coming in, there are Santa's two dimwit uh, friends that he brings along in his movies, like yeah, um, and they're customs guys, I guess I don't know baggage guys, yeah. and Santa has shipped his sleigh and reindeer in the mail as well, and the reindeer have busted loose, so there's lots of. They're crawling around on the scenes ceiling. Scenes of them doing dumb things yeah. and the guy doing stupid wiggle eyes and like a little noise yeah. and all that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. You know, like, yeah, that noise. Yep. You have to get your finger involved to get you it do. properly. You, yeah. you um, really do. Uh, 
Um, but so like all that's happening and, and eventually like elves show up and there's the whole thing where they get the sleigh mm-hmm. and Ernest shows up and, he, you know, basically he's like, I could drive the sleigh and, you know, shenanigans happen there. Meanwhile, Joe is basically like, I can't do this terrible movie and goes running. The girl is uh, made off with Santa's sack, um, his magic sack, which like man, they keep talking about his sack. Yeah, they sure do. But he's got magic balls in it too, because you reach in and there's like these glowing ball things, yeah. and they pull them out, and then it just goes whoop, into whatever. Which doesn't make any sense of like the Monopoly thing. Like, no. if you were putting together Monopoly, like, are they building these toys in the North Pole and then condensing them into little balls of light? I don't know. Is that how it works? Like, sure. maybe. Okay, I'll go with that. Okay, like it's a transmutation, uh, like a. Like the little sponge dinosaurs in, in yes. little capsules, so yep. you just whoosh, and you compress the space. Exactly, they're vacuum sealed and with magic. <laughs> yes. Hi, Billy Mays here for vacuum. <laughs> um, Please try best to explain the magic of Santa via infomercial talk. <laughs> anywho, Ron Pumfield is. Santa. Uh, anywho, yeah, like. She's made off with the real sack, giving Santa a sack full of feathers, which I don't know why they had another velvet sack. I don't, yeah, I don't know where she got that. Yeah, but <laughs> maybe she wished for it and got it out of the magic sack. And I, I don't know, but it's she's, just a, she's, it's she's just like, I, she's for... like, I got to go by and yeah. runs, runs to the train station. Right. Meanwhile, Santa's like, oh, this is full of feathers and Joe's not coming and she stole my stuff. I guess I just can't trust anyone anymore. Ho hum. And yes, ho ho hum. And <laughs> I don't know. They whatever they it all works out. They all work out. Like you know, he's like, I made it as fast as I can. I couldn't do that terrible movie. Is it's too late? And he's just, he's like, well, we don't have a sack. We don't have a sleigh. And then she comes running up. Is like, I got this. I got the sack. Yeah. And meanwhile, Ernest is flying around Orlando like a fucking idiot. Right. <laughs> and does, he's up in he's up in space at one point, which does. is, I, I he's <laughs> he's a little weirded out by that. Sure, <laughs> as you would be. But uh, and then you know, basically, they are supermanning the planet at one point, mm-hmm. which I thought they were just going to straight rip the, off. And, they scrambled jets too. Uh, like oh, right, at yes. this point where like they go to air traffic control, they're like scramble the F-18s. <laughs> yeah, like the military's like if they come near Cape Canaveral, <laughs> murder them. Yeah. But he comes crashing straight into Earth and gets the line that I think is the only line anybody ever remembers from this movie where he stops like a foot from the ground and goes, air breaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in every trailer. Yeah. That was like, oh, shit, we got to see that. Right. He says air breaks. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he gets the sleigh and all works out. And mm-hmm. the guy's like, hey, Ernest, you know how to handle this thing better, which is sort of like, yeah, throw the special needs guy a bone here. Because like, I, I don't know, like that's that's ultimately the like, problem with is like Ernest is a dick. He's incompetent, and everyone's like, ah, get the fuck in here. Let's go. Yeah, everyone like, loves him, and I don't know why. He's right. making everything worse. Yeah. Like, ha- had they not included him in any of this, they'd all been much better off. Right. <laughs> but everyone, and then they're like, hey, what? we need a bonus elf, too, so why don't we fly you to wherever the fuck you came from, little girl, <laughs> lady girl? <laughs> yeah, she mentions, maybe I'll go back home, and Santa's like, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. But we'll not address that in this movie at all. No. Um, Joe has just become Santa. Yeah. Like, he, he just Santa's up. He right. apparently when you were given the power of Santa, it's like Lucy, it just unlocks a hundred percent of your brain. And mm. then you're just like, fuck, I could taste colors and, yeah. <laughs> and I know everything. Yeah. I know everyone's address and I you know, get a big bushy beard and <laughs> yes. yeah, everything works out yeah. right. Cause he, he had a beard, he had a Santa beard he did, and but he, he shaved, shaved it off for the movie. This was the horrible movie. <laughs> Which, by the way, was bad. Like, sure. this was a fucking stupid movie. <laughs> yeah, but not for the reasons that he thought it was going to be bad. No. 
he thought it was too violent and that he was gonna have to say son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't He's like, I can't say naughty words. Yeah. He was okay with a big dumb alien who came in to murder his children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's basically Ernest Saves Christmas. Sure is. Uh it's fine. It's it's, it's in yeah. some ways delightful. I'll go ahead and rate it. Okay. Because I mean I'm I'm sure you'll be higher and I like to end with positivity. Uh, I'm gonna give it a bag. I'm still saying, look, <laughs> if you haven't seen an Ernest movie, you're okay. All right. Like this is probably as good as it ever got mm-hmm. in my mind. Okay. Because uh, I think this is more delightful than, than Ernest goes or whatever he does. Something with camp. Ernest saves camp. Ernest saves the camp. <laughs> um, Which is true. Ernest saved for retirement. Um, uh, he hope he did. Um, Hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. It wasn't really necessary, was it? Yeah. No. Hmm. Anywho, uh, that got dark. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just saying, like, this is, t- to me, as removing Ernest and his dumb friends from the equation as much as possible makes this a, a better movie, but you could still totally skip it in my mind, and, and if you're not, you're not hip to the Ernest vibe, there is no reason to be. It's like going back and saying, like, you know what my grandparents love? Dorf. <laughs> you know, like, if you're not in on that joke at this point, just fucking let it go. Like, seriously, just, you know. Yeah, Dorf. At least Victor Borg, it was still funny. I'm just saying, like, yeah. there was uh, there's there's some shit from way back when, and it's just like, yeah, no, that let's let that you know <laughs> quietly retire in the corner because we were simpler folks back then. We were, um, but some we? of it's still funny. <laughs> Marx Brothers, Victor Borg, some of the shit is still funny. Yeah. Anywho, my point is, is like Ernest is past. It's passe. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So there's just no reason to hop on board if you haven't been on board before and. This is just as good as it gets, but that's still, <laughs> as the great Victor Borg was like, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Way to bring it together. Yeah. Um, I, you know, this movie to me is fine. It's, I like it a little less than Ernest Goes to Camp, but there are some things about it I like more. It it has a a, a decent heart to mm-hmm. it. I guess it's just about being good, even sure. though Ernest is terrible. Uh, so I'm going to give it two jocks. I think that's what I gave Ernest Goes to Camp. So it's it's about the same. But I, this is probably my breaking point. I When we do uh, Bamcast Goes to Prison Month and we do Ernest Goes to Jail, I that that may be the moment where it's... There wasn't, wasn't there one in between? No. Nope, that was Goes it. to Jail's next. Oh, I thought it was... Uh, oh, the Halloween one was after that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So... Yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see if this is the the jump off point for for those of us who still like a little earnest in our earnest movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so anyway, let's let's just let's just skip ahead twenty years and talk about five Christmases, four Christmases. There are four Christmases. Mm-hmm. Four. I don't know. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Agree to disagree. All right then. <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out when we discuss the plot because then okay. We'll, We'll see exactly. Count them up. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. 2008's Four Christmases Mm -hmm. from the director of The King of Kong. Okay. Because. And this is another uh, Vince Vaughn Christmas movie. Vince Vaughn becoming King of Christmas. Sure. Doing a bunch of big budget Christmas movies. Uh, We did Fred Claus on on BAMCast Prime and surprisingly enjoyed it. Okay. Well. Hmm. I'll say this about this one. All right. Unlike Fred Claus, which is very much like, hey, bring your kids. Mm -hmm. You know, this is kind of bad Santa light. Like, it's not. 
It's the PG-13 Bad Santa. Like, I wouldn't show this to kids. kids no, this is not a family movie. No, this is not a family That's what I'm saying. It's no, not, absolutely it, not. Okay, so Fred Claus kind of still was. I'm not saying... Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying Vince Vaughn made, you know, two big budget Christmas oh, movies. Oh, okay, okay. And right, I, sure. I think his track record is better for Christmas movies than, say, Matthew Broderick or, you know, others who have done shitty Christmas movies. Like, <laughs> the uh, 17 Tim, Tim Allen, Allen <laughs> Christmas movie. Sure, yeah. yeah. So... The story of this is basically so uh, Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon are a couple who are just they're into themselves and that's how they are and they like it and mm-hmm. it seems to serve them fine. And every Christmas they make up some bullshit to get out of doing all their family stuff mm-hmm. and they go and have fun somewhere. So yeah. they're like successful cranks. They like actually got away and actually are able to do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. No, they're kind of awesome. Yeah. Like they're very healthy people. <laughs> Until the movie says otherwise. I know. I know. Because um, they make a very good point. At one point, his sort of his motto is, is you can't spell families without lies. Right. <laughs> Which is pretty good. Yes. That, that's a good line. Yes. So this movie is basically about how spending time with your family is probably terrible. And mm-hmm. most people do it because you have to. But what if you didn't have to? Right. And so... They're getting ready to go to Fiji, mm-hmm. which well, the, and then like and to hammer the point home, like okay, this movie opens mm-hmm. and they're like at a Christmas party. Oh god, and like <laughs> I'd forgotten this. and <laughs> like it, you, you think you're like getting to meet them, like meeting for the first time because they're right. on you know they're on the poster, you know they're the two stars in the movie, mm-hmm. and Vince Vaughn comes over to her all like glammed up at the bar, reach with a spoon over at the bar, like glammed up, mm-hmm. and he comes up like nerdy, like not quite you know ugly Christmas sweater, but pretty close and glasses, and he's like, oh hello, excuse me, ma'am, what's your name? And <laughs> right. and he's like, oh that's a beautiful name, I like your earrings, and then oh where are you from? Oh I like Connecticut, mm-hmm. and she's like, I'm gonna stop you right there, like you're a dork, I don't care, like I want a guy. That's like, you know, badass and she starts to walk away and he's like turns into like alpha macho piece yeah. of shit guy. And she's yeah. like, oh, really? You know, and they go in the bathroom and fuck. Yes, they do. Because, you know, Christmas. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And then like it cuts to like them disappearing. And all the people are like, oh, my, what, what's going on there? And they go home and they're like, that was fun, wasn't it, honey? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I like that character. That was fun. Yeah. And there's fucking role playing at this. I don't even. And what's great is like the movie doesn't even bother to. I like movies that don't feel the need to explain every fucking thing. Like so, ma- so, so many lesser do. movies would have been like, oh, this was one of their like office parties or some shit. They may have just crashed this fucking Christmas party yeah. just to have some fun. Yeah. And I honestly think that's what they did. But fine by me. Yeah. It never comes up again. Really. No, it really doesn't. It's, it's just, just here's it's just, the thing we do. Yeah. And they're, <laughs> and they're yeah. And like next day they're like, yeah, they're packing for Fiji and talking about going to Fiji and like how, what kind of lie we're going to tell our family this year about mm-hmm. what humanitarian thing we're doing. Yeah. And yeah, they always make up something in a th- terrible country. This year, they're inoculating infants in Burma. <laughs> right. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they make the phone calls that they're supposed to. And they're like, oh, okay, see ya. Yeah, and they, sorry. They go to the airport and just fog has come in and is yeah. destroying San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they, you know, they're at the, the Fiji airline booth trying to, you know, figure something out and are just getting irate because they, they've been given a complimentary suite at the Radisson for their troubles. Man, Vince Vaughn loses his fucking mind at that. He's like, ooh, the Radisson. He's like, can we maybe also get a dinner at the Sizzler? Or Dessert at McDonald's? McDonald's? Yeah. He's like, honey, we, we should get more flights canceled so we can be treated like royalty like this. Which, I mean, I'm sorry, but right away I was like, fuck yeah, this movie. Yeah, yeah me too. Because, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I am... I am a hundred percent on board 
with their life, their talking and everything until the movie is kind of like, are you sure? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so as they're like arguing, trying to figure out like, well, do you have other airplanes or whatever? Uh, the local news has shown up <laughs> and they're just like, so what do you think about being stranded? And they just they get Vince Vaughn is so quick because just like um thanks and just the packages <laughs> what it's just one of those yeah. like really great I don't yep. know what to say it's and- yeah it's great yeah and immediately their phones start ringing right and it is their parents oh, like old. hey what the fuck what are you you're going to Fiji. And so, like, she's talking to one parent, and he's got another one on the phone, and he's trying to talk to her, and she's making weird hand signals <laughs> to where Vince Vaughn is just screaming at her, what does that mean? Do I do? What do I do? And then, so, yeah, they're suckered in. Mm-hmm. They have to go. Yeah, they're like, we have to. They're both. They're, well, right, there both their a, parents are divorced. Yeah, they had a, they had a scene earlier, because, like, there was a scene at their office where they're, like, explaining what they're going to do, because they get met by uh, Kevin from the office, and I can't remember his name from Reno 911. Mm-hmm. Cedric Yarbrough? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, they're both just like, oh, yeah, I get to go do this, and, like, sleep on the musty couch in the basement with seven cats. <laughs> and yeah. then the other one's like, oh, yeah, I get to hear about how great my niece is, and she's going to be the next fiance, and she sucks. She's terrible. <laughs> and they're like, what are you doing? We're like, we're going to Fiji, because, you know, yeah. fuck it, we're going to lie to our families. And they're like, you can do that? Wow. <laughs> yeah. And also, they go and take a ballroom dancing class. Just that's the other thing. Just because like, they wanted these people are so fucking cool. They're just like we want to do this. <laughs> yeah. Like we're having fun. And other people are like, oh, we're doing because we're getting married and we have to dance at a wedding. And they're like, yeah, well, marriage sucks. We both came from broken, divorced families, and mm-hmm. so that's like your setup of like when they're like, we got to go visit all four families in one day. Yeah, thus the title Five Christmases. No, nope, four Christmases. Oh, I what? <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so they're like. By the time we're like, we're going to go do this today so that we can still catch our makeup flight for yeah, Fiji so we'll, tomorrow. We'll do this because we get caught and then we're out of here. And man, first stop is Vince Vaughn's dad, Woo! which holy shit. <laughs> I was like, this movie is I I laughed for like 20 straight minutes. I'm not going to lie. This whole sequence is fucking amazing. Robert Duvall is his dad who yeah. comes to the door and is like, what up, you little sissy? <laughs> <laughs> in here. Yeah. So this this is one of those movies that doesn't have opening credits. So mm-hmm. like every time a door opens, it's like, well, who's this gonna be? It's right. like, oh shit. Yeah. So yeah. So <laughs> he opens the door. Is like, oh here you yeah here you are, sissy, and, and what much worse things. And they're like, hey, tiny. <laughs> yeah. Because she is like four foot she shorter than, uh, than Vaughn. And, she's barely a person. I mean, look how many boxes she's standing on on the poster. I know. Say hi. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> but um, the rest of his family, which is great. Is John Favreau is his brother, and he's in like I, he's like the buffest I've ever seen John Favreau in yeah. my life. Yeah, he's like the he's like the parallel Earth version of his character from Friends yes. because he's uh, a wannabe yep. fucking UFC fighter, except that they're redneck as shit. Yeah, it is amazing, <laughs> and I don't know who his other brother is. Tim McGraw. Okay, is it? <laughs> yes. Okay, sure. Why not? And yep. his sister is um fuck Katie Mixon from uh. Mm-hmm. From Eastbound and Down, yep, is uh, John Favreau's wife, mm-hmm. and who's just like you know carrying as many babies <laughs> as she possibly can. Yes. Like, <laughs> I, oh man, I almost don't even want to talk about the scene because like, there's a lot of great stuff. Happening there is in so this. much good in this scene. Yeah. It's, oh my god, like it, yes, it. I mean, the the running joke for the most part of this is the fact that <laughs> they keep attacking. <laughs> Vince Vaughn. Mm-hmm. It's just constant, just like, like arm bars and like full on <laughs> UFC, like tap out, you pussy. Yeah. And then Robert Fudal's like, you ought to tap, you pussy. <laughs> I mean, they're just, 
Like Vince Vaughn, it like feels like he's from this other family and not yeah. anything to do with these people. Yeah, like he escaped. Good, good for you. Right. You made the right choice. Right, because like at this point in the movie, I'm like, where's this movie going? Because <laughs> fucking shit, they were so right. Like their failure is the yeah. worst. It's it's the flaw of this movie, and yeah. that it does everything right until the the end. But mm-hmm. but. but Man, so like, I don't necessarily, like I said, I don't want to spoil everything, but like, John Favreau is a goddamn treasure in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> he is amazing. Yeah, and that that sounds really weird to say, like from a from an acting standpoint, because like he, he's, he's good in things. He can be good in yeah. things. Like I, this is the first time I've ever seen him. I was like, holy shit! Like you are so good in this. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. He, um. <laughs> So, like, there's all that. There's an extended gift-giving sequence that... Which there was, like, a $10 limit that they didn't know about. <laughs> so the very first one is like, here, kid, here's an Xbox. <laughs> and they're like, how'd you get an Xbox for $10? They're like, uh, we, we didn't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, then the next kid opens up the gift and it's a flashlight. <laughs> it's just some dime store flashlight. He's like, <laughs> why don't you look me, Dad? <laughs> It goes off streaking. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's like, he can't keep his rage. He makes it his and when he doesn't don't know how to show his emotion feelings, he goes streaking. It's all right. He'll be back. <laughs> like, it makes yeah. no sense that these no. people would live right outside of San Francisco, but I don't care. Yeah. It's Boy, amazing. It's really good. Um, and the best part about this is they give Robert Duvall a satellite dish, which becomes this whole thing of like, you want me to pay extra money for what the rock? No, we're going to hit him. I'm not, you're not paying for me. I'll pay for my own right. damn TV. And he like points at his TV, which is just the oldest tube TV. Like, and I, he's like, you have a radio for a TV. <laughs> Come on. So yeah, this just leads to a whole, like everyone up on the roof trying to, right. <laughs> <laughs> install a satellite oh, because dish. he also wouldn't let he wouldn't let anyone come install a satellite disc because he's like I don't want some sex offender <laughs> poking his around in my underwear or something like that. yeah oh. yeah th- man this this is just 20 minutes of just fucking gold it, it really just is. keeps coming and you're like yeah I get these main characters I totally get this mm-hmm. I completely get this but yeah, because we also just... we also find out that his, his brother we're introduced to his brother, which are Denver and <laughs> Dallas. Right. We find out that Brad's real name is Orlando because they're each named after the city they were conceived in. <laughs> yeah. Which is, again, just going back to Ernest, like that's a fucking pitiful place to have sex and have a baby from, and then yep. name somebody after it. Made you in Orlando. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anywho. Whatever. This whole, I mean, the less said about this scene, even though I'm gushing about it, is the best because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to spoil the end. I'm recommending you watch this movie, if nothing else, but for this section. So, okay. Moving on. Like, they kind of have a little bit of a blowout because she's like, oh, your name's Orlando. Why didn't you tell me that? I don't even know you. Yeah. yeah, It, it, like, seeds of actual movies start Mm -hmm. infecting this movie at this point. But. I thought it was going to recover because well, they get like, back in the car and there's like, oh, I, I'm sorry, I was teasing you. Yeah, but like, I mean, okay. like even yeah. before that, like they have they have handed Reese Witherspoon this baby, which is just screaming, and she's just like, I don't want this thing. Mm-hmm. And when the chaos happens with the satellite dish, surprisingly, right. and she fucking clocks this kid spinning <laughs> around trying to trying to just see what's happening or whatever, just bashes this kid's head like. In a violent way that you never see kids injured in movies, like except when Robert Downey Jr. punched that kid in uh, Due Date. Yeah, um, yeah. So I was like, okay, all's right in the world. They know they never want kids. That's fine. Everything right. they've corrected the course of this movie. But yeah, yeah. 
So, so. <laughs> then they go on to her mom. Right. <laughs> and, and she, all right, so she's like, I'm going to warn you a little bit. My house is a little bit of a cougar den. Yeah. And then they pull up out front and. There's <laughs> just a giant Jesus there. Right? Well, it's like, it's like dime store, like tacky yard, yard yeah. ornaments, but like super religious stuff at the same time. She's like, huh, this is new. Yeah. <laughs> What's this about? Well, she even kind of pegs it. She's like, I wonder if mom's got a new boyfriend. Yeah. And that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Because. So mom is Mary Steenburgen. Mm-hmm. And this, there's just a cavalcade of people in this segment. Uh, Colleen Camp is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck uh, it. Yeah. Blank. Carol Kane. Carol Kane, unbilled for some reason, is is just hanging out in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the guy from King of Kong is in there as a, as a husband just playing video games. Uh, yeah, so this is another painfully awkward scene, <laughs> although it ends pretty well. Um, yeah, because I mean, this is kind of like, this, this movie's kind of like sowing the seeds of like Vince Vaughn kind of getting the Ben Stiller treatment, you know, for, for parts of it. And then all of a sudden, like he shows up here and he's a fucking rock star. Yeah. Because oh, like, everyone loves like, him. like all the women are like, oh, look at him. He's a big, tall man. Yeah. And they're all <laughs> just like, like, like rubbing yeah. up on him. He's like, yeah. And like grandma's like, I don't know what she was doing with his belt. He's like, hey, grandma, it's my <laughs> it's belt. It's, I'm kind of wearing that. <laughs> I don't know what was going on down there. But anyway, like <laughs> this begins like they yeah. Mary Steenburgen's like become this kind of weird religious person, like mm-hmm. and does this whole weird thing. Like we decided not to have material Christmas gifts, so we're just going to go around and say things that we wish for or wish for for other people. Oh, Kristen which, Chenoweth is here too. Oh, that's does she? Yeah, she is show. Up she's here. Yeah, yeah, she's right. her sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't know. This just kind of goes around until eventually, like <laughs> Grandma's like. I, I should uh, probably pleasure him more with my mouth and hand. <laughs> and they're like, "Why don't you go, Brad?" He's like, "You want me to follow Grandma with the mouth, with the hand, and the mouth?" Well, I wish we could go on more vacations, and I would do things with her. And they're like, "Oh, very, very oh, nice." Oh, yes, yeah, very nice. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, hell yeah." yeah. Um, so this is like learning all of Reese Witherspoon's horrible backstory, mm-hmm. which is suitably horrible. Like, she was a giant child and then had a weird lesbian phase. Mm-hmm. And so, but there's this thing, all the kids in the neighborhood are outside of this bouncy house, which it's been established that when Reese Witherspoon was a kid, got trapped in a bouncy house for like an hour. Mm-hmm. So she's definitely afraid of it. Right. Uh, she, she ends up in there because oh God. she finds <laughs> her sister's bag, like baby bag. Well, because she has been violently vomited on by a baby. Right, yes. To which Vince Vaughn immediately is just like, you have to get out of the room. I am going to also vomit. Please get away from me. I love you. Please get away. So she goes to clean up and is like, oh, a pregnancy test. I'll take one. Mm-hmm. And then her niece barges in yeah. and is like, what's this? She's like, oh, it's a special marker. And she's like, mine. Bye. Yeah. And, and runs, runs off into, into this bouncy house, bouncy house to which, which this is a good two minutes of kids murdering Reese Witherspoon mm-hmm. until Reese Witherspoon is like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> and then she just straight up starts murdering children in mm-hmm. a bouncy house. Like full on wrestling moves. And- yeah. Just <laughs> throwing them around and just completely clearing a path out of her way mm-hmm. to get this thing back. And eventually, so. like. <clears throat> the niece is climbing up the side of the bouncy house with the pregnancy death <laughs> in her mouth. And she's just like, that magic marker that you have, I peed on it. And all the kids are like, what? And yeah, yeah, she gets it back. So she gets it back. And learns the results, but we don't know for a while what they are. No. And it seems like you do. Yeah. Because she keeps like acting like it's the most important thing. Like she's got to tell somebody. Yeah. It keeps but, not happening. But 
Yeah. Anyway, on to the next family. No. No, no. No, they have to go to church. Oh, right. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. My bad. They have to go meet Mary Steenburgen's boyfriend. Right. Pastor Phil. Yeah. <laughs> Played by Dwight Yoakam. <laughs> yeah. And he's got like this low rent, but wants to be super nifty mega church thing. Wow. This is just <laughs> so they it's there's not much to it, really. He just comes out and is like, well, we don't have the <laughs> the the Mary and the Joseph for the thing. Who's going to do it? And then, of course, it becomes. Well, yeah, they get because prim- reasons more or less volunteered for it. Yeah. To which man, Vince Vaughn just decides he's going to. Own this. This is his moment. (laughs) Robe and beard and all this shit, and he just goes to town. Uh, Reese Witherspoon is kind of useless in this scene. She's having some sort of issue. She's got stage fright, and then, like, they've procured a very large baby (laughs) to play Jesus. And, like, they, like, you know, like a spit up blanket, like those little tiny, like, napkin towel things, Mm -hmm. not very large, are like, swaddle the baby. And she's like, I I can't can't swaddle it with this. And so he starts going all stupid alpha male, like, oh, women, they can't even swaddle their own babies. And yeah, let does, me do it. He does all her lines yeah. and then just starts, I am man. Am I right? Yeah. Everybody. And they're all just like, oh, yes, you're so good. And he's just fucking rock starring it up there. Mm-hmm. And then now they're done with this because like cuts yeah. to like they're in the car. And he's like, man, and now I know how Celine Dion feels when she comes off stage. She's I like, to come down. She's like, oh, you think you're Celine Dion? And he's like, I'm, but I just mean like I got the hide. <laughs> Yeah, you know. yeah. And she's like, "We need." Is this when she does? Like, we need to talk, or is it after the next one? I think it's the next one, right? Uh, sure. I don't know. I yeah. because they decide to go to one more mother's house. They decide to go to his mother's house, mm-hmm. who is Sissy Spacek. Yes, and <laughs> she's kind of sorty hippie-ish. I mean, it's implied that she's a super hippie, California hippie. Mm-hmm. But her new boyfriend was Vince Vaughn's best friend in high school. I guess. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and who, they don't who, they don't they don't establish that right away because like he just kind of comes out and introduces like doing the whole like I don't want to be your dad I just want to be your friend and that's what he finally is like he's we like were. you were my friend <laughs> yeah now, now you're banging my mom and we can't be friends yeah and it's Patrick Van Horn who mm-hmm. is also in Swingers so right. at this point John Favreau and mm-hmm. <laughs> has shown back up because it that's right. side of the family so too. there's a huge Swingers reunion going on in here there is yes uh, so they end up play, well, they're playing Taboo yes. Uh, the best thing about this is there are several best things again, about this. Well, all right, again, John Favreau is just owning the scene because he is sitting over there just death staring Vince Vaughn. Because like somewhere along the way, Vince Vaughn tried to assert himself, like, "Hey, I'm a grown ass man. You can't tackle me and do all this UFC shit on me." Uh-huh. And they just proceed to UFC tackle him even more. Right. So uh, I think they're kind of pissed off about that, plus like him destroying Robert Duvall's house with the satellite dish. Dish. Sure. And so he is just sitting there. Angry eating chicken wings, yeah. given this death stare to Vince Vaughn. And I know it sounds weird, but like John Favreau was like rippling out of his shirt. It, like <laughs> it is the weirdest. Like I haven't, I don't never, never seen this John Favreau anywhere else. Like he was kind of in shape for the character on Friends, but he was still a little pudgy. Yeah. And like this dude is ripped in this one. He's just like sitting there, like just chawing on these chicken wings. Like uh, you're making me very uncomfortable. Why do you have to look at me when you're eating this? The majority of the outtakes that are on the disc is from the scene of okay. them just not able to maintain <laughs> staring this death stare at each other. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Anyway, but they start playing and like Sissy Space Tech is the typical like out of you know out of it. I don't quite understand the rules. Mm-hmm. Thing. She's like, oh, this will be fun, and it's yeah. just doing whatever. Right. And she's like, they're not they're getting like one clue out of all of it because she keeps saying the things you're not supposed to say in taboo <laughs> right. and then it gets around to john favreau and katie mixon 
they've got this weird other language that Man, they're speaking. They go on a run of, of like just, seven in a minute, which yeah. is crazy because like they're just like, hey, that thing you want to let me do on the beach. And he's like, <laughs> like that's the thing we went and saw. He's like, the, the best one is the, the one person I'm allowed to have sex with, John Grisham. <laughs> That that or he goes the Mexican guy and he's like Ricardo Montalban, yes. <laughs> and he's just he's just eating wings, staring straight ahead, confidently answering every single question, like doesn't miss one. It is unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's so good this run that they do. It's and it's, then they pass it on to <laughs> then they pass it on to Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon mm-hmm. who can't get a single one. All the while, Sissy Spacek is standing behind Vince Vaughn's <laughs> ear with the buzzer thing. Well, buzzing it for the taboo words that he's saying, despite him not giving the clues. Reese Witherspoon is telling him clues based on stories that she's never told him before and then getting mad that he doesn't know the answer. Right. And as he is trying to explain how the game works, how you could have gotten to this easier without a whole story. Sissy Spacek keeps buzzing him (laughs) for the words that he's using and it won't stop. (laughs) So good. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> and I, I don't know. Even really, really remember how this resolves. I think they just kind of like, all right, next they place. They out of there real quick. Yeah, they, like they they're not at this house very long, no. um, because then they have to go see her. Now they're like driving the final leg because, yeah. like, at at some point, no, oh, she tried. Um, Reese Witherspoon tried to talk to Mary Steenburgen before they went to the mega, the mini me- mega church, uh, to, and we're thinking she's going to say like, "I'm yep. pregnant," and blah yep. blah blah. So now they're in the car. And she's like, "Hey, we need to talk." And he's like. I, I, I don't want to talk like I don't want to have a serious talk. We don't want to change anything. And she's like, I think maybe I want to change something. And, and she leads off with like, I took a pregnancy test. And he's like, oh, shit. What? No. OK, what? No. Why, why didn't you tell me? Yeah. And then she's like, relax. It, I'm not pregnant. And he's like, why didn't you lead with that? Yeah, just you can't come at me with that. Yeah. <laughs> we can't have a but discussion. He, and about she's that. like, but I'm thinking maybe I was wrong and maybe I do want something. He's like, well, I'm sorry. I don't. And basically they pull up to her dad's house and mm-hmm. he's like, and she's like, I don't want you to come in. You know, like he's like, all right, all right, bye, and <laughs> drives away. Yeah, and so he, she goes in to see your dad, who is John Voight, mm-hmm. and now, basically, the entire cast from her side is now at this yeah thing. Like they're they're having it's and it's kind of weird because like they're having a whole Christmas thing, and she's just kind of moping off in the corner. Mm-hmm. Like they're you you keep seeing them from like the other room, and all that's happening. Yeah, she's sad. She is sad, mm-hmm. and so John Voight goes and has a conversation with her, and blah blah blah. Vince Vaughn decides to go back to Robert Duvall's house. Yeah. And kind of gets there and realizes sort of how terrible he is, sort mm-hmm. of. and A little bit. A little bit, except he's like, yeah, she decides she wanted to get married. He's like, uh, congratulations, I guess. And he's like, I said no. And he does realize he's how terrible he is because he's like, shit, I didn't know you were that smart. And he's like, I didn't realize you were that terrible. I made a huge mistake mm-hmm. and leaves. Well, Robert Duvall also says something to him like, well, who would have figured the one that you argue with the most is the one you're most like? Mm-hmm. And Vince Vaughn's horrified by that. He's like, oh, God, right. I'm Robert Duvall. So. Yeah, that pretty much. I mean, yeah. like I said, he comes to the realization that Robert Duvall is the worst and yeah. decides he's made a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. Runs back, does the knock on the door, and, you know, I... And, and basically just opens with, like, well, the thing about kids is you got to have two. <laughs> They're like puppies. You just can't <laughs> you have can't one. can't leave them home alone. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have one to play with the other. Yeah. And she's like, look, I... I don't necessarily want to have kids or do all these things like, right but away. There's tax but breaks and they yeah. need to do chores and all this stuff. She's like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. And man, just cut to like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's I, a year later. It's well, years. Yeah. I, I don't know what time they took there or whatever, but yeah, 
they're having a baby like at New Year's, mm-hmm. like ball is dropping and here's your baby. Yeah. And and he's just like, wow, I can't believe we, we have a kid. And now. She's and like, wow, you, don't you think it's weird that we didn't tell our parents? And, yeah. and he's like, yeah, it is a little weird. Then like, but it's better. You know, it isn't this nice and calm. There's nobody here. Mm-hmm. We don't have to worry about it. And then out in the hall is another local the news same, same news crew, I think. Yeah. yeah just like, so the first baby of the New Year's been born. <laughs> Let's just barge right in. Forget privacy laws and just, hi, <laughs> tell us about your baby process. <laughs> And he's just like I, things. If there was a suction. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it basically just ends with the phones ringing again. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four Christmases, five. No, there were four. No, there was and one. There Year's. was one before that New Year. They didn't have a baby in a week. <laughs> there was another Christmas that oh, happened. Fine. Okay. And then there was the baby. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, there were five Christmases. Okay. Well. There are five Christmases. No. Um, so, okay. Uh, let's just go ahead and rate this thing. Okay. Uh, I'm giving four Christmases, four jocks. I'm, I, man, I was so close to just declaring this the best Christmas movie ever had it not turned into breeder propaganda at mm-hmm. the end. Like, the movie's going along, and I'm like, this is reaffirming all their life choices, and they are right. Mm-hmm. They are wise not to engage in this bullshit. Like, I don't want to get UFC fight fought every time I go hang out somewhere. No. So just for it to come around like that at the end seems just it's Hollywood movie dumbness. It's it like is. you could have just maintained this whole thing. It's like, man, all that shit's terrible. We are totally right. I love you. I love you too. Let's go to Fiji. Mm-hmm. And that should have been it. But they don't do that. They they cop out. Yes. Um I I I thought the one thing, the arc they could have done was that they were finding out over the course of this day that they didn't actually know much about each other, mm-hmm. but it was all dumb, trivial bullshit. Right. Like, like I'm not going to say to any, like, did you know I was a fat baby? You know, right. it's like, I mean, why would that ever come up I with mean, anybody? The, the, the actual name, I'll give them a little bit. Like, that sure. might be a thing that you might want to say. Like, hey, oh, <laughs> I mean, especially driving up to the house. Hey, by the way, I know my entire family calls me by my actual name yeah. that I don't like at all. So here's a... That should have been a preemptive yeah, strike. Like it's just like a hey, just so you know, yeah. my my birth name was Orlando. It's stupid. I hate it. I changed it to Brad. Bye. Let's go in here. There. Yeah. Here's our safe word. Let's get but, out of here. Yeah. I mean that that should have been like the the crux of this thing is like mm-hmm. hey, maybe we should talk to each other more, not right. just hey, maybe we should completely forget the people that we were and do this other thing now. So right. But yeah, four jocks. I man, I laughed my ass off during this movie. I sure did too. So. Um, I'm also going to give it four jocks. Um, the only thing I can say is like if. This movie is basically like if you were watching It's a Wonderful Life and then all of a sudden the angel came along and basically said like, hey, you're doing all these things that you're doing really well wrong. Mm -hmm. However, but let me tell you about like a little thing called Atlas Shrugged. And I would like, (laughs) I want you to talk. I want you to, I want to teach you how to basically be an asshole. And that's the way you're really supposed to do it. And ta-da, the end. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's kind of got that in the background where it's like, George Bailey had it all right. He just needed somebody to come along and go like, dude, don't you realize you're doing it all right? And then he goes, oh, yeah, shit, I was. And (laughs) and this is like they're doing it all right. And someone came along and went, hey, you're doing it all wrong. And they're like, yeah, maybe you're right. And but they were doing it right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of like the cool guy in the romantic comedy where it's like, no, that dude's kind of got his shit together and you're still changing him for some reason. Mm -hmm. You know, like that dumb concept, like. I mean, I don't, I don't know many like forward-thinking, like cool, hip, modern-day thinking people that watch rom-coms that don't get annoyed by that, male or female. Yeah, like don't 
change somebody that's doing something right just because you want them to be more like you and you may be kind of wrong. Mm -hmm. Like changing people is just bad. Like coexist. That's all I'm trying to say. Exactly. And this movie is like has that dumb current. Like there's a little hope at the end with them like kind of again not necessarily learning their lesson and like yeah we're gonna have a baby because we changed our minds but those people are still fucking crazy yeah. and we don't necessarily want to involve them. Right. John Voight might be okay. Yeah. He seemed like he might be okay. By yeah, the that end. seemed to be the calming factor yeah. for everybody. And Sissy Spacek didn't seem that weird no. other than like you get the tertiary John, John Favreau and company <laughs> there too. I don't know why Tim McGraw wasn't back in that scene, but whatever. Wasn't available yeah. that yeah. day, I guess. Anywho, but other than that, it's a delightful movie and there are two of the four or five Christmases that are fucking hilarious. Um, arguably some parts of other ones, but yeah. Yeah. Two are fantastic. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so, yes, absolutely watch this movie. And yep. I knew nothing about it. And I'm very happy that I came to this because yep. I will be hoisting upon this, this <laughs> upon other people, I think. Like, foisting, not hoisting. I don't want to lift it. John Voisting. Yes. John Voigt. <laughs> I would be John Voiting it to, onto other people. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, that, that was a good one to end on mm-hmm. for this week. Yes. Uh, it, it helped redeem last week, which was painful and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some there's still some some hope out there some Christmas hope there is so, yeah definitely definitely watch four Christmases uh, and I would say watch Ernest Saves Christmas which mm. is available on Netflix sure so uh, we have a summer camp story okay uh, that we got just today ooh not really a summer camp story but kind of a almost summer periphery camp. <laughs> summer camp story so this is from Chris and Chris says hi Bamcast Extra. I have an attempted sleepaway camp experience of sorts. I graduated college with a radio TV film degree in 2008. That summer, the economy was collapsing, and I applied for anything and everything that was film TV related, and secondly, wasn't an internship or unpaid. With the summer of 2009 on the horizon, at the age of 22, I filled out an application to be the videographer for a Jewish sleepaway camp in northeastern Pennsylvania. Surprisingly, a week later, they responded with a job offer. However, since I also checked off golf as an interest hobby on the application, they offered me the golf instructor position. Hmm. I did not take the position as I knew they would quickly see through my inability to instruct golf to preteens, let alone golf semi-well myself. I'm a Patreon supporter, but I've been listening on delay thanks to being too busy. Thanks for the podcast. Goodness, Chris from New Jersey. So, well, that's good. I mean, that's because it sounds like you're busy and unlike. (laughs) In 2008, 2009. Yeah, so you finally, you you succeeded. Yeah. You found that job. Muscle tough. Yeah. <laughs> yes, congratulations. Good job. I hope it's in film or TV. Yeah. Who knows? Don't know. <laughs> so, uh, that's another week. We are done. Uh, as, as Chris said, he is a Patreon supporter. Mm-hmm. And you should be a Patreon supporter, too, if you go to patreon.com slash bmfcast. Yeah. That's how you'd be experiencing Christmas in July. In, in July. July. Yeah. <laughs> Synergy. Everyone else has to wait till August or later. And that's no good. Who no. needs that? Christmas in August is not it a thing. It doesn't even make sense. It's stupid. There are dogs in August, not Christmas. <laughs> right. What is it, Santa buddies? <laughs> what? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Not going to do that. Okay. Uh, but we will be back next week with two more Christmas movies. We've got two weeks to go. So we will see you next week. And until then, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bamcast Extra. Out. Now it's winter and the snow is piling high Let's change the holiday vacation far away Next Christmas in July There's nothing there but time Gin tonic and some lime Next Christmas in July 
Our blues are on the run. We're soaking up the sun next Christmas in July. 